We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Falcons owner Arthur Blank spent Monday talking about firing his head coach after a 7-10 season that has Atlanta on the outside looking in on the playoffs. And after such a dismal year, Sarah, of course he was asked about whether or not he feels he made a mistake by not pursuing Lamar Jackson last offseason. So we'll have his answer just ahead, and we'll also tell you why we feel that he is in denial. <laughs> yeah, I'm Sarah Ellison alongside Bobby Trossett. It is Tuesday, January 9th. And this is your morning Ravens update from Inside the Vault. So ESPN's Chris Russo, he pumped the brakes on all of the Lamar Jackson hype as Baltimore begins its quest for Lombardi this postseason. Marcus Spears, though, Sarah, he said not so fast. He clapped back at Mad Dog and let him know. Plus, several members of John Harbaugh's coaching staff. Woo, they are hot commodities right now for various openings around the NFL. And I'm sorry to break it to you. That includes Mike McDonald and Todd Munkin. We have all that more coming up. Thanks for waking up with the Morning Vault, where you get the most important Ravens news and our opinions in about 30 minutes. As we know, it's well documented, Sarah, that Atlanta was one of the teams that chose not to pursue Lamar Jackson when he was non-exclusively franchise tagged last March. Owner Arthur Blank made comments then, and now he's making comments now. Here he is at the press conference. It wasn't a happy one. He parted ways, as you mentioned in the intro, and we covered during our Monday noon lunch hour live stream that Arthur Smith is no longer the Atlanta Falcons head coach. Three disappointing years, certainly a disappointing final stretch of this season. And so they are looking for a new head coach down there in Atlanta land. Here is Arthur Blank in this exchange with a reporter, of course, who had to bring up Lamar. I, I don't, you know, I don't think so. I mean, I think that, I mean, it's easy to say yes, you know, looking given his year, he's an obviously incredible player. Um, you know, we, uh, you know, did not have the cap space. I think the coaching staff felt, uh, coaching personnel, all of us felt collectively, but certainly coach and Terry that, you know, we felt we had an answer and, uh, in Ritter, a younger player without, you know, that kind of contract that would have kept us from actually building the team we want, we wanted to build is, you know, what's happened to us too often in the past, Josh, and you've seen this and many people in this room can remember players that we've, 
drafted well, brought them along, got to year four, year three, year five, we had to let them go because we didn't have the cap space. It's not a question of cash, they didn't have the cap space that we had to let players go. That's not a good that's not a good formula. We want to be able to raise our own children and keep our own children as best we can. Um, so I think, you know, the, the result of that thinking was that let's um, let's stay the course, let's uh, uh, continue to pursue the vision that we have now, continue to build a roster, build this foundation offensively and defensively, uh, and, and go from there. Uh, it's not a criticism of Lamar. Uh, you know, you can debate whether or not uh, he would have really been available or not. You know, who knows? Uh, whether they would have matched uh, whatever offers are on the table. Uh, I don't know that. I'm not sure. But uh, uh, certainly a great player, uh, for sure. Had a great year. All right. There's there's no doubt that it's debatable in terms of whether or not the Ravens would have let him go, Sarah. What's not debatable is that Atlanta had over $60 million in salary cap room, and they could have opened – based on reports, 20 to 25 million more with ease. So, you know, uh, denial or just straight up like clueless? Where, where is this guy at? Well, when he's, he opened it up when he was asked if it was a mistake. He said the easy answer would be yes. And the reason why yes is the easy answer is sometimes the easy answer is the correct answer. He made a mistake. Now it's a mistake everyone in Baltimore is grateful for. Uh, <laughs> But he made a massive mistake. You can, how can you sit here with a straight face with a 7-10 and 10 record and then say it was about cap space when you had the second most cap space, this number that we have up on the screen of just almost $65 million, that was uh, That was in uh, March 11th, just heading into um, free agency. Number two in the league. If the Falcons didn't have cap space – how did the Ravens get cap space? How would anybody have cap space? He had cap space. On top of it, let's go over to this next slide. Um, I want to skip that one and go here. Um, that wasn't the reasoning he gave at the time. Remember, several, several teams came out and said they weren't going to pursue him. He was asked about it, and he said he told uh, Josh Kendall of The Athletic, uh, that looking at it objectively, I'd say there's some concern over how long he can play his style of game. Hopefully a long time, but he's missed five, six games each of the last two years. Each game counts a lot in our business. I, I went on a rant last week about how all, like why Lamar's dubbed the injury prone one is ridiculous. When you look at how many quarterbacks did not finish, did not play 17 games a season. And of course Lamar didn't, but because he sat because he played so well. Like, less than half the starting quarterbacks played all 17 games. So, like, he's changing his tune. Back then, he said it was more because of that. On top of that, if we want to talk about cap space and all that, the offseason prior to that, I need to look it up. Perhaps when they had even less cap space then, he was one of four teams that pursued Deshaun Watson. In fact, there's there's – Articles out there about how the Falcons thought they had him until in the you know eleventh hour, Cleveland comes in and offers him a fully guaranteed at two hundred thirty million. So Lamar ended up getting one hundred eighty five total guaranteed. But how is it that coming in twenty twenty two, 
when Deshaun Watson is facing those 30 allegations of sexual misconduct and he's going and and he would have had to trade multiple first round picks to Houston for him. So same deal. You would have had to give up first round draft picks. But one with all these allegations you go for and the other one who has nothing but a wonderful background and um and has no more injuries than most quarterbacks out there. So that was just silly and was an MVP. Like the cap room was there. Then, then he, he tries to say that it's Ritter. I mean, my goodness, I suppose. But then it's like JJ Watt said, who's your GM that said, Oh yeah. Ritter Ritter's the guy and all this cap space over Lamar Jackson, even though Lamar does more with less. Now, he's actually gotten weapons this year, and we're seeing, you know, the fruits of that. But Desmond Ritter ended his year this year, 2,800 throwing passing yards, 12 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. He went 6-7 and seven as a starter, and he completed 64.2% of the passes. Now, of course, they know that now, but there was nothing that Ritter – it's not like Ritter was coming off a rookie year like Lamar had coming off his rookie year where it was like all this winning. So, like – it's all just weird. And the only thing that's like left in there, he's like, we're not sure he was available. Okay. Like would the Ravens have matched it? Maybe, but you went into it against four, three other teams when you were going for Watson. And to me, it's like when, when uh, Mike Florio says that the San Francisco 49ers are going to kick the bleep out of the Ravens. And it's like, fine, let's not play the game because they're going to they're gonna kick the bleep out of us. Let's just not even play the game. That, to me, is the same mentality. You don't know what you can get. From, you have so much more cap space than the Ravens, and you don't even try. It's like, I'm not even willing to play the game to see if I can win. I thought Joy Taylor said it best last offseason. Like, he valued whatever the five and six games that Lamar had missed and that cap space over winning because that's what Lamar does, and that's all he's done his entire career is win. So, you know. His mistake that he he doesn't admit to is our blessing. Hey, well said. I mean, we can have conversations for days in terms of that debate, whether or not he would have been available or not. But to not even make a play, mm -hmm. <laughs> to not even like show your interest clearly because you can upgrade your quarterback room, you knew it then and you certainly know it now, coulda, shoulda, woulda. Let's get well, on to except, except he should have said coulda, shoulda, woulda. I messed up, but instead he's like, no, I did the right thing. That's nah, crazy yeah. to me. <laughs> he didn't, but unfortunately, there's uh, un unfortunately for him, there's there's uh, fortunately fortunately for us, unfortunately for him, there's yeah. plenty of screenshots out there, and that's what you just brought in more receipts. What he said then, and what he's saying now, as they look for their next head coach after a disappointing season in Atlanta. Mad Dog Chris Russo, first take ESPN, legendary radio personality in New York he is not a believer yet in Lamar Jackson when it comes to January football obviously the record tells you why one in three so far through five years uh, in January and we all know he hasn't gotten it done yet consistently in January Chris Chris Russo couldn't even get through or listen to Molly Karam's full, full question about this whole conversation before having an answer that clearly was premeditated and ready to go. But don't worry, Marcus Spears on the other side of this. He'll, he'll clap back at Mad Dog, but here's what Chris had to say. Mad Dog? Yes. Is Lamar the quarterback you would most want right no. now? No. 
Well, I didn't even finish what I was going to say. I know what you're going to say. Go ahead. <laughs> Heading into the playoffs. Did no. you just see the beatdown over uh, the weekend? Uh, yes, of course I did. You watched that? Yes, I did. Yeah. Thank you, Molly. On, maybe you should have put money on Lamar I didn't Jackson. touch that one. No. Yeah. Um, uh, here's what I'm gonna, first off, there's nobody who's better than Mahomes. So let's, let's put that in the mix right there. You can't take him over Mahomes. Here's what I'm going to say about Lamar Jackson. And to be fair, this is a fair comment. And anybody who thinks I'm crazy here and I'm un- being un- uh, not being fair is not paying attention. Any football person, anybody on the Ravens, in four games that he has played in the postseason, they've scored 52 points. Four games. And they've lost two games at home. So I understand this is a different team, but when he's been the orchestrator at that position for that franchise, and also after they won, after he won an MVP, they've scored 52 points. And his quarterback rating is unimpressive. Now, I'm not saying he's not going to bounce back. Every guy's going to have his moment, but I've been around sports a long time. I've seen plenty of guys be great. Clayton Kershaw is a perfect example, who have been great in regular season play, and when they get in the big postseason spot, they're just, for whatever the reason, they're not quite as good. I expect him to be very, very good, but there's a ton of pressure on him. Downplay it all you want. That is the issue. 52 points for playoff games. Let me see him score 70 in two games at home. (laughs) The body language for me. Stephen A sitting over there kind of just intensely watching. Marcus is just like, I'm ready to absolutely rip this guy once <laughs> yeah. it's my turn. And he Marcus, does. Don't worry. It's coming up. Marcus can barely, like, keep his head up while, or, or keep it in a normal position. Like, he's, like, bending over backwards, yeah. putting his hand on his head. It just, it's hilarious. Sorry to cut you off, but that was cracking me up, too. Well, no, I just, you know, gosh, I feel like this conversation, you knew this conversation was going to come up being that it's bye week and being that the yep. postseason's officially here and it's, it's debate worthy. And, and of course, the ESPN's going to hop on it. And, to me, it's it's the question needs to be more specific. Like the way they said it was, which quarterback do you want? Insinuating that it's right now entering the playoffs, and that is Lamar. Lamar right. is the hottest quarterback in the league. If it's what quarterback do you base do you want based on history and experience? Well, of course it's going to be Mahomes based right. on the track record. So, I assume that it was the former. And so I, I, I disagree with him. But if it's a bigger picture one, then yeah, we can't hide from what Lamar has been, and in this case, hasn't been in January so far through his young career. Hide from it. Hide from it. I want it to be blasted everywhere. I just, I want it. It I is. Want the, I want the Mark, You're getting what Mike you want. <laughs> the Mike Florio treatment. Like, let's do it. Let's, let's blast it because it's so, um, it's just so backwards thinking. You know what I mean? And obviously ESPN is playing a, a game, uh, which is, you know, what happens in, in sports uh, media. Uh, and so, w- fine. Like, if you want to be a I won't believe it until I see it type analyst, that that's great. But I prefer guys who can project what players can become and, like, what they think they can be. And so... You want to keep bringing it up? Fine. Those are the facts. But to think that Lamar as a rookie or when all those guys in the Titans game kept dropping passes on Lamar, it was even worse than in the the Steelers game. That's more fresh in our memory because it was this year. Or the way Henry ran all over the defense. I mean, Jimmy Smith, we just went over his interview that you had with him talking about how like the defensive line just got worked, right? 
And so, and then in that, that Buffalo game, Lamar left with a concussion, you know, it's just like, all right, that's cool. Let's not put out the context and let's just put out the stats and let's pretend that that's all he's ever going to amount to. Let's do that. That's great because when he changes that narrative and he will Bobby. And how do I know that? Because he's changed every narrative. Like aren't people like at least the least bit hesitant of getting it wrong with him again. I mean, from pulling into wide receiver to calling him a running back to uh, not drafting him early in the first round to now skipping over him as we just covered in free. Um, he wasn't technically a free agent. He had that, um, non-exclusive tag, but like time and time and time and time again. And then you say he's, he's injury prone. So you don't sign him. And now here he is. He just played the whole season. He hasn't had a, literally, there hasn't been like a legitimate injury concern on him. All Like don't people at all be like, you know what? I'm probably going to stop betting against him at some point. When do you stop betting against him? To me, it's like, if you got like, Go with it. Go, go with him. Do you not see how he's shattering everything? And so, fine, let's pretend that 2023 Lamar is the same as 2018 Lamar and 2019. Let's pretend that. And then and then he can all he can just go in and change the narrative. And I think he will, Bobby. I think he will. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I have no doubt he will. He, yeah, I, I have a lot of confidence that he will as well. It's just a matter of when. You know, yeah. they have great opportunity right now. We'll talk a little bit in a couple minutes for why maybe there's even a sense of urgency that the opportunity is now more than ever before because of some of the the interest that's surrounding John Harbaugh's coaching staff that he's assembled. But yeah, I. I have a lot of confidence that, that that's going to be the case. Marcus Spears does as well. You want a thought before we get to it? I can sit on the other end of Marcus. Okay, here he is responding to Mad Dog. I trust Lamar right now, but more than anybody in the playoffs. And more than Mahomes. I understand what Mad Dog is saying. Mahomes is a better player. I trust Lamar more right now. 
Mahomes, Lamar has played better than every quarterback over the last five weeks, mad dog. So why wouldn't I trust him more going into the playoffs? And and how can you say, how can you bring up the, the fact of the old playoff performances and admit that it's a completely different situation? Don't situations matter, Mad Dog? Didn't Matthew Stafford's situation matter when he left Detroit and went to the Rams because he was with a better team and better players around him and a better offense and a better offensive coach? Doesn't that matter? Doesn't it matter when when players change situations and they become they get in a better one and we start to see the fruit of that? This ain't the same Lamar Jackson that's been in the previous four playoffs. Like, I'm not on here to fight for Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is a $250 million quarterback. He's been a league MVP already. We know he's a really good quarterback. But I just can't stand you talking about the past playoff situations like this is the same one. It's not. It's a better defense. It's better playmakers around him. And he's playing at a better level. Throwing the football and using his athleticism. That's that's sickening for you to bring that up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, uh, like, it's so, like he's disgusted. You can see it from his, his body language on the previous one. But go ahead, Bobby. Well, no, we know how the debate talk programming goes. Somebody's got to take the opposite. And it was Mad Dog. Although he probably truly believes it. Who knows? He's, he's uh, got to. Yeah. I mean, he has a history of, of believing in, in Lamar. That's that's for sure. Um, but he was right. He's like, well, doesn't it matter? Doesn't context matter? Like, doesn't it matter when he brings up Stafford? Like, doesn't it matter that Lamar has a new coordinator? Doesn't it matter that Lamar's playing different this year? That he's taking off less? Like, doesn't it matter that he's got different weapons? Doesn't all of that? Doesn't it matter that he has a better defense too? Like, doesn't any of that matter? Or like, w- are we just so tunnel vision on a box score yet again? And it's a playoff box score, but that's what the tunnel vision is. And then I also think it's hilarious. Again, we have to give Mahomes his due. But like when we start to talk about Lamar and his playoff record, we act like everybody, everybody, not just to Mahomes, has like some sort of stellar playoff record. Like maybe they weren't one and done like in, in uh, 2019, but like, uh, you know, like why are we acting like everybody but Lamar can play in the playoffs? It's pretty much been Mahomes the last couple of years since Lamar has been in the league. It's been Mahomes and still Brady while he was with Tampa Bay. That's really gone all the way. Um, And so it's just hilarious to me that like we pretend that like it's only Lamar, only Lamar that doesn't have like, a, a playoff record, to sp- a, a, a sparkling playoff record to speak of. They pretend. We don't. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get to why the sense of urgency might be up a few notches because John Harbaugh's staff that he's assembled in recent years, oh boy, hot commodity right now. Ian Rappaport, NFL Network, reporting on Monday that uh, Mike McDonald received a request to interview with the commanders for their head coaching job. Of course, they just relieved Ron Rivera of his duties after several years, and they are quickly, quickly, they are not wasting any time whatsoever putting together a whole advising staff and team members around Josh Harris, their new owner, to try and get their next head coach. Todd Munkin, his name is on the board as well, also coming here from Ian, getting requests from both the Chargers and the Panthers. Jeff Zarebic was in on this as well. The Panthers confirmed they've requested an interview, not just Munkin, but also Mike McDonald. So, so both again, of them have more than one request that we know of so far. Right. Yeah. So here we have it, and and there's there's a short window to do this, right? I mean the 
the, the NFL's got protocols in place here. And so the bye week, being that the Ravens have this right now, I'm sure that conversations have to be had before the end of the week, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, there there is a situation if you want a guy badly enough, you can wait for him. I feel like John Harbaugh, when he hired Munkin, it was like a he took his time, right? He took his time. What did tell Munkin was like available? He, he had the, the the championship to to worry about. Um, so, uh, but yeah, I mean, if you want to like get him in before, because you don't know how long they're going to be in, in the playoffs, now would, would be a good time, especially while they have these two days off. But that's for the players. I don't know about the coaches so much. Anthony Weaver, he's been in the news in recent years. He's been John Harbaugh's associate head coach and defensive line position coach as well. Commanders requested permission to interview him. So here you have it. You got three guys, two of which have multiple teams coming after him. Anthony's got the commanders for now. But as we discussed during Monday's lunch hour live stream, this guy is so, so universally respected around the league. And I just think, it's, again, we, we've mentioned it before, and I think it just warrants repeat. John does not get enough credit for his hiring approach. Did he, stay, did he hang on to Greg and, and a little bit too loyal to him maybe for majority of this fan base's liking? Yeah, I think there's definitely, definitely a you know, conversation to be had there. He is loyal to his guys, perhaps to a fault in that sense, but and maybe even with Steve Saunders too in the strength and conditioning program that that's that clearly needed a change based on the report card a year ago. But man, more often than not, he's putting the guys in the right position, and he's and he's hands off. Right, that's another thing that Jimmy, like, don't get me wrong, John is not a hands off guy. Like he has his hands in every aspect of the organization, but he lets his coaches do what they do best, and that's what something that Jimmy Smith told me on on Saturday like Todd has come in this is his baby like he he's the one that's that's running this engine and of course Harbs has input when he when he sees fit and, and he has the freedom and, and the respect to do so but I think that that trait as a hiring manager which essentially he is in this role deserves some love well, he might have to do it in, again, Bobby, because what's that meme where you got Will Smith on the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and they're moving out of the house and he's in the middle of the living room. There's no furniture and he's looking around. Nobody's around. That might be John Harbaugh by the end of this. And you know what? This is what success looks like. People come in and they want to raid your staff. That's that's just the name of the game. So uh, on one end, you hate to see it. I mean, I would hate for Munkin to be one and done like Kubiak was, you know, yeah, would hate yeah. that, would hate to see McDonald go on. But at the same time, you also can't hate it because this is what success looks like. Nobody's going over to Arthur Blank and rating his, his people. You know what I mean? Um, so that's the way it is. And, and look what happened too. Sorry to cut you off. Look what happened with last year's NFC and AFC representatives in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Both of their coordinators were plucked. I'm talking about Philly and Kansas City, and both yep. offenses have really struggled this year. Yeah. <laughs> now, for their for their standards, right, in terms of the right. consistency nature of it, because of how much change, um, you know, comes along with with these types of moves. So, right. So, if if these guys go, then it doesn't mean that they will. I mean, look, these teams <clears throat> are going to look at who knows how many people for each of their positions. I mean, head coaching. I mean, it depends on. If there's a single guy that you want to go out there, but I mean, these teams can look to, you know, at 10, 15, I mean, a short list, they could have a 30 guys on there. Then an interview list might be pared down to like, I don't know, 10, 12, something like that. 
And so um, I remember after the 2019 year, uh, it's hard to remember back to this because of how upset people became with Roman, but people were begging that Roman not be plucked. And was it Wink? Was Wink the, 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 the defensive coordinator in 2019? And oh, both yeah. of them stuck around. They ended up sticking around, and then it didn't work out anyway. So sometimes them leaving can be a blessing in disguise. But my feeling is, is just soak this up while you can, and then John Harbaugh is going to have to go back and work hard just like EDC did and – and, and if they're gone, he's going to have to quickly reload. Absolutely. Meanwhile, speaking of Greg Roman, the Cleveland Browns have requested permission to interview him for their head coaching. Uh, well, this is this has got to be something that's did you, did you yeah, accidentally yeah, retweet time. an old one? Somebody retweeted an old one and it threw me off here. So let's go on to, to wink here. Oh, uh, you're good. <laughs> I was like looking at that thinking, is she going to have a funny story with this? Or? No, 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 I, I messed up. But it was going, but it does play in well with what I was saying that back then everybody was like, no, don't. And, don't. and that's why it was brought up again. It was like back then it was like nobody touched Greg Roman, right? And, yes. you know, the Cle Cleveland Browns were, were interviewed him and he ended up staying. So you never know. They could both end up staying. One of them could say whatever, but. It, you just have to like roll with the punches for sure. There's there's no team, no players, no coaches in a team that really stick together for long. You just have to enjoy each season as a different unit. But this one is this year. Uh, Ian Rappaport uh, reported, he's on top of all of these, that Wink Martindale has resigned from the New York Giants, which is, if I've, I've been following some of the news, not big time, but it sounded like they thought he was going to be back. Um, then they ended up firing the, the Wilkins brothers and, um, who both were with wink in Baltimore. So, um, anyway, he's resigned. And then Ian says he'll be coveted and won't be out of work for long. Expect drew and Kevin Wilkins, two top assistants to join him. Mm, yeah, no, I, I saw the Wilkins news first. And then it was like, well, Wink's actually going to be retained. And then the next tweet was like, oh no, no, he, he's not staying. If they don't like we're, we're a package deal. You know, and so sure enough, not long after that, Wink ends up resigning. And so all of a sudden, his tenure post-Baltimore has been a little tumultuous. Not a lot of success there in New York with a whole lot of uncertainty at the quarterback position, which is not the case in Ravens land, as we all know. Get some quick hits here before we jump. And these are your odds, according to ESPN Bet. Super Bowl favorites, Ravens lead the pack at plus 140. Bills right below them. How about the climb that the Bills are on? Are you kidding me? From the 11 seed projected to the 2 seed? It's been pretty insane to see what they've been up to. Chiefs plus 450. Dolphins plus 900. Browns plus 1400. Texans plus 2000. Steelers plus 5000. And by the way, this is just obviously AFC teams. Right. Uh, so Bobby, have you seen <laughs> that graphic going around? Can you pull that back up? Yeah. Uh, you notice how the Super Bowl colors for this year is red and purple. Mm -hmm. Like, have you seen that meme going around that like really the last three Super Bowl colors matched the teams from the NFC and the AFC that made it to the Super Bowl? Okay. Haven't like it seen was it, green but I'm following red. It was green and red last year, which matched. And, and the colors are picked out before we know who's going to the Super Bowl, right? So, like, that's like Eagles and Chiefs, and I can't remember who the year before was. But anyway, everybody's been like, 
oh, oh, look at this for the look at this trend that like the colors that have been chosen for the for the Super Bowl logo ends up being the colors of the teams that are in it. So everybody's like, oh, it's definitely you know Ravens 49ers. <laughs> All right, that would be a decent rematch, assuming that it's something like the first half on Christmas night, not the second half. <laughs> right, right. I know Ravens country would appreciate it being much like the second half, but by the way, if you were wondering what the Harbaugh family's been up to, along with Eric DaCosta and Ozzy and everybody. This tweet came from Pete Thamel, uh, Thamel, excuse me, of ESPN. It's funny, Thames Street in Baltimore, which is where I near where I live, is, yeah. is Thames. This is Thame. This is Thamel. Yeah. Uh, a stormy night in Houston is expected to delay the arrival of John Harbaugh, Mike McDonald, and the Ravens brass to the national title game. The Ravens plane got diverted to Austin and is expected to land on the outskirts of Houston around 6.30 local time. So while we're taping this right now, they are there now. Lacey DaCosta weighing in on this after Drew, uh, at Drew Band on Twitter, asked her if who she was rooting for, if it was Michigan, and she said family is family. We're almost there. Storms held us up. Hashtag go blue. So, again, by the time you guys watch this, the game will have obviously uh, came and went. But it well, is Right now, it is all... 10-27 in the second quarter. 17-3. Michigan is up. And they That's are running it down the throats yeah. of Washington. So, I can't wait a... for that post-game interview with the Harbaugh's again. <laughs> uh, tonight could be a special, special night down there in Houston. So... Something to be on the lookout for. I'm sure we'll, you'll hear more from us later on. Later today, we will have our final episode, episode 10 of Inside the Vault with Roquan Smith, powered by our friends at Cybertech. So looking forward to that conversation. If you want to get any questions in, as always, you can tweet at us, you can DM us, you can email us at BaltimoreRavensVault at gmail.com. And as we've been reminding you these the last week or so since we decided, we are doing our first annual State of the Ravens joint sample cop <sighs> you're moving all day you're tired <laughs> man joint joint live stream simulcast i owe it to my i only have myself to blame i'm yeah. moving during the bye week i've already mentioned it i'm going from fells to canton i'm really excited about it. it's the right timing and it's now or never but like i gotta finish come on finish it bro yeah. so we're gonna do a joint live stream simulcast thursday night six to ten o'clock eastern youtube twitter everywhere got a bunch of yeses so far uh the kid gowie's gonna be coming through nice uh ingraven is gonna be coming through former super bowl winning ravens brad jackson and Kadri ismail are gonna be nice. coming through uh, we're gonna be doing 15 minute slots noah hose from for the flock um exit 52 guys spencer schultz and the, and, and the boys so it'll be Pretty good, and, and we're going to cut Brian McFarland, Raven salary cap analyst. We're going to cover a ton of ground over four hours. So if you can make it for an hour, awesome. All four, even better. 15, 20 minutes, perfect. It'll all be available the next day as well. And uh, let us know if you think we should book any specific last-minute guests. 410 Sports Talk reached out to, to those guys as well. So should be a good representation of, of the Baltimore sports scene. Love it. Love it. I look forward to it. Uh, you got to go all in during playoff time. So that's what we're doing. Yeah. It's something different. And honestly, yeah. I just can't, I can't wait. Like if this team reaches the Super Bowl, and we don't want to like talk about too many plans just yet, but especially for our superstitious people out there. But I, I think we might go live for like 10 hours on Super Bowl Sunday. 
Oh my gosh. All right, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. <laughs> okay, that's like a little bit much. But what if we did like a shift? What if we did like a nine to five shift? That'd be hilarious. Anyway, well, I'm not gonna. We, we're not gonna commit to anything yet. But okay. man, it'd be awesome to be live the entire day. You take like breaks here and there. We're both I mean, in Vegas. What's crazy to me is you're exhausted right now because of your moving, and like that is not deterring you from like. Big dreams and a lot more work. It's hilarious to me. I'm straight up brain dead. All right, let's Thank go. you to our newest patron, uh, Crystal Thomas, for believing in what we're building. If you're interested in doing the same and you want to throw $4.99, that's $4.99 our way a month, which goes towards the betterment of our channel. You can do so through Patreon. It's The link is in the show notes below, or you can just go visit patreon.com forward slash Ravens Vault podcast. So, Thanks to everybody. Again, you guys can hit us up via email at BaltimoreRavensVault at gmail.com. And you'll hear from us later this afternoon. Roquan Smith joins us one final time before he goes zero dark 30 and enters into the postseason. Talk soon. Talk soon.